Um, to be a Negro, to be a Negro in this country, and to be um, relatively conscious, is to be in a state of rage. Almost, almost all of the time. You wonder why I spit the truth and not to make no dope. To make a difference. Welcome to another episode of Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. I guess you could say this is our, you know, March Madness edition, man. We got a few things lined up, you know, for very special uh, week, very special tournament. I'm just so glad, you know, this is a, a young man who's a recurring guest on our show. Uh, you guys pretty much know we're going to talk to him at least twice a year. We're going to talk to him, talk to him, you know, during uh, during March Madness. And then we're going to talk to him during the holidays because, you know, he's look handing out turkeys like Nino Brown. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, just glad to have with us on the show, man. Jamie Quarles. Uh, look, not look, none other than Jamie Quarles, man. He's he's now the uh, the assistant uh, head coach at the University of Buffalo, man. And they just had an incredible year. Look, spent most of the year in the top twenty-five. But Jamie, so glad to have you on Making a Difference, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to uh, to be back with you, and uh, hopefully, we can keep making this a yearly thing. We can keep making the the NCAA tournament. Man, I, I tell you what, I just uh, just want to commend you first and foremost, man. Commend you, uh, you know, your team, University of Buffalo. And this is really where I want to kind of just uh, lead into the conversation. Because last year, if you guys will remember, a lot of you guys who listen in, you know, who not only listen in, but also, you know, read uh, read uh, the verses and tiles. You know, we did actually, I did a feature on, um, on Jamie, man, after they, look, beat Arizona up and down the court, man, in the first round last year. But um, kind of take us through the mindset of you know this year with Buffalo being a six seed, you you kind of uh, going from from a position where you are, um, not the hunter, but and I mean I'm sure you dealt with some of this in conference play as well. But now you're the hunted. What's that like that now the target is on your back? It's a little different, man. Uh, last year, you know, we kind of bust onto the scene and and surprised a lot of people, and and I'm still getting texts to this day, man. A year later. From people who who tell me I owe them money for their pools because <laughs> but uh you know we came into the the season with uh, high expectations and and I, we have a, an older group and the, the guys you know they got a, a real good taste of what tournament play was like and uh actually getting a win in the tournament versus a good team and going up against a, a very good Kentucky team in the second round and uh for all summer man and uh, all our all our guys' thought process was one of our goals was to to get back to that that stage and and hopefully have an even bigger impact. And you know it's been a long year. The guys have have really really worked hard, and we we gave ourselves an opportunity to to and put ourselves in a position to hopefully make a little noise in the tournament this week. Absolutely. I tell you what, and just people know listening to the show, I actually root for the Kentucky Wild. First of all, I picked y'all last year. So, look, you, you didn't shake up my bracket any, man. I, I knew what time it was, man. I appreciate um, it. Definitely, man. But, um, and I mean, even that, that second round game, man, I, I remember, I'll say, man, look, gave Kentucky a, look, a fit for about, I feel like, 25, 30 minutes, man. Just just a, a, a really good team, man. And um, you guys are, are the sixth seed this year. You all want to make sure I'm, I'm I'm saying this right. You were waiting for the play-in winner. Is that accurate? Or do you already know who your opponent is? Yes, we're waiting on the play-in winner, uh, the first four. So okay. the Arizona State will play on uh, – they will play St. John's on Wednesday night in Dayton. Okay. First four. First four in. 
and uh, that winner will have to fly out to Tulsa and, and play us Friday afternoon. So, you know, it's a little different because, you know, normally you find out who you play on on uh, Sunday afternoon and you have, you know, four days to prepare. And so we, we, we're trying to get ready for both teams. Both are really talented teams, and, and we're getting the guys wanting to be as fresh as possible. And we want to, since we don't know exactly who we're playing and we're preparing for two teams, we're trying to take the, the biggest advantage we have, and, and that's the fact that we'll be fresh while both of those teams have to travel to Dayton and play at a 9.30 on Wednesday and then play us in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Friday afternoon. So, wow. No, we're we're trying to be fresh, and uh, there are no bad teams in the NCAA tournament. So, you know, we know it's going to be a, a daunting task, but we're ready for it. Absolutely, kind of just uh, tell us about uh, about the Buffalo Bulls for maybe for those of you guys who may not know about Buffalo. Um, I can tell you they got a great coach, uh, Nate Oates. They have a, I want to I know I'm pretty sure he's the MAC Player of the Year, CJ Massenberg. Is that accurate? Yep, that's accurate. We had uh, the coach of the year and the player of the year. Conference, yeah. Coach of the year, the player of the year, defensive player of the year. Wow. Uh, we placed two guys on the all-defensive team, and we had three guys win. Uh, we had three guys on the all-tournament, either first or – I'm sorry, on the all-conference, either first or second team. So, you know, we, we, we had a, a, a plethora of uh, season awards, and man, and, and – it was humbling for the guys, and they really worked hard and deserved. It. Yeah, they, they really deserved it. What what's it like yeah, being? We have a pretty good team, man. Oh man, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to ask you, what's oh, it like uh, being around these guys? Oh, I, I enjoy every minute of it, man. Uh, <laughs> one, you know, winning is a, is a big thing, so everyone's happy when you win it. But uh, we have a really good group of guys, so it makes it fun to coach them, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, when when you have a good group of guys that you enjoy being around and you enjoy watching grow and they work hard at it uh it, it makes the job that much more enjoyable man and and they, we have a bunch of gym rats that they love being in the gym uh, they work on their game they take to coaching you know they don't act like oh well i'm the conference best player so i don't have to do this or that and uh, they're a really good group of guys and you can tell that man from the, the way they treat people when we have kids around our program and, you know, the way they interact with them to the way they respect the coaching staff and the way they respect and look after even the managers, you know, they treat them with a great deal of respect. And, you know, that that's a, a sign of, uh, you know, that you're dealing with a, a good program and you have some good culture going on in your program. Absolutely. I want to ask you this, and I know you, you'll probably be inclined to deflect this question because you're, you know, you're such a humble guy, but I, I, I have to ask this just knowing you personally and knowing how you are, how much of, of yourself as a former player, as a, you know, uh, assistant coach, former manager, different things like that. How much of, of yourself do you see in those guys when you talk about their high character? Oh, I, I, I see a good bit, man. And, uh, you know, n- none of us are perfect, but, uh, uh, especially one guy, uh, uh, Master CJ Massenberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't remotely close to the player he is, <laughs> but he he's a pretty mild mannered guy that that's really really a uh, really nice guy, man. He always has time for everyone. Any kid that want to take a picture, he's there, and uh, and and that's a really a, a big reflection on who he is and the background that he comes from, man. And 
everybody on our team is like that. So, I, you know, it was really easy to relate with them because, you know, we have similar backgrounds. We're all a long way from home here in Buffalo. And, <laughs> and we've kind of become, you know, we've become a family. And so I, I really enjoy every minute that I spend around those guys. That's awesome. I was going to say, like, seems like Buffalo loves you guys. And uh, the relationship is mutual. I've, I've seen a few pictures of you, man. You've had a chance to, you know, take in some, some Bills games. I know it's cold, but it just seems like it's one of those those cities, one of those towns, man, where, you know, they, they love a winner. And not only do they love a winner, there's a certain just loyalty, like you say, to guys who are high-character guys. When you think about, you know, the Jim Kellys, uh, you know, folks like that. Just talk about the, your relationship and this team's relationship with the city of Buffalo. Oh, man, it's been unbelievable, Ken. Uh you know, the, since the Buffalo Braves moved town back in the what sixties and seventies, mm-hmm. uh, there's been no uh, no no basketball team here in Buffalo, no professional basketball team. We have a minor league baseball team, and of course, the the Bills, man, are man. The, the fans here are so passionate about the Bills, man. The support is unbelievable. Sold out every Sunday, like it's unbelievable, and uh, it's really rubbed off on us this year. And uh, the city's been behind us, man, 100%. And it's been such a joy, man, that when you're out and you may have on a T-shirt and people say, oh, you're part of the basketball team, and we tell them what you do. And, they, you know, they just say, hey, man, uh, the city is behind you, and thank you for what you're doing for the city. And uh, when, when you're in a place like that, a hard-working, blue-collar town like Buffalo, like you, it makes you appreciate, you know, your gifts and, and what you're able to do. And, and it really – warms your heart to know that you have support support like that a lot of a lot of places even with successful teams don't have that kind of support so we're very fortunate here man very fortunate there's a, a term that people throw around and I'm, I'm always hesitant to throw it around because the the tournament and 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 i kind of get you know i this this is just my opinion the the term mid-major i i think it it really is it's just a it doesn't uh, really tell the full story just about, I think, just teams who are really good. I think when you get down to, and, and we've seen enough of the, uh, to me, I would think that we've seen enough teams who have made it to the Final Four, who have, you know, been on the doorstep of winning the whole thing. When you think about Butler, VCU, uh, you know, you guys, uh, the George Masons, but still people want to, you know, put a tag on, you know, uh, mid-major. And, and, and I'm just, look, man, there are some good teams out here. I'm 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 leading this into this question of when you guys um, made it into the top twenty-five, and um and you had that opportunity. What what was that like for your team? And you know, was there any added pressure? You know, when you guys made made uh made it to the list and started moving up the ranks? You know, top twenty, top fifteen. Um, I, we thought our, our guys did a really really good job of uh of uh, tuning that stuff out. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, we wanted them to enjoy it because it, it was a big time, uh, a big time accomplishment to, for quote unquote a mid major program to spend the entire regular season in the top twenty five. Like that, it's almost unheard of. You know, uh, it, it was very, very big for our university, especially having only been Division One for I think this is our twenty second year competing mm. in Division One, and to uh, to accomplish something like that was was unreal. And so we wanted our guys to enjoy it, but we also wanted them to stay hungry. And, you know, that feeling of defeat last year, you know, and these guys are with the heavy senior class, knowing that this was the last go-around and they had success last year, you know, that feeling of defeat really, really drove them during the summer 
you know, to not get be settled and complacent. And it drove us in the preseason and then on into the non-conference slate. And we were able to go to Syracuse and get a really good win. Man, that was a good win. Ranking. Yeah. And, and it really, uh, you know, it helped our guys' confidence to know that, man, hey, like we've been to some tough places, played in some tough environments, went to St. Bonaventure and got a win. Uh, went to Canisius, went to Ireland and got three wins versus some really good teams over there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it gave our guys confidence and they really believed that, you know, hey, we're a top 25 team. And so, you know, that, that's been really good for us. And I think that it, it's really helping our confidence going into the NCAA tournament this week. My name is Lauren Macon and you are listening to Making a Difference with my handsome husband, Ken Macon. Do you need insurance for your car, home, life, or business? Then trust Jay Harvey, your Allstate insurance agent in Evans, Georgia. He opened his agency in 2017 because he loves helping and working with people. As a husband and father, he understands the importance of helping families prepare for the unexpected. You can get a personalized insurance quote today by calling 706-434-8106. Jay's office is located at 3118-8. William Few Parkway in Evans, Georgia. Remember, you're in good hands with Jay Harvey, your neighborhood Allstate insurance agent. I was going to say, just in terms of the Syracuse win, which you guys got at Syracuse, kind of a look, uh, in-state battle there, and then Syracuse winning at Duke, and then even just the fact that the the ACC has three number one seeds. I mean, you guys... You know, and, and you and obviously, you know, different matchups will, you know, will, I mean, will, will show themselves in different ways. But that's that's got to give your guys a lot of confidence knowing, hey, you know, we can play with arguably with a team and a good team, arguably in the best conference in the country. Man, that's got to give you guys a huge, a, a huge deal of confidence. It definitely does, man. Like, uh, we have an unbelievable group of competitors. Uh, that's one thing that I really, really, besides the fact they're great guys. One thing I love about this group is, man, they're. They compete. They compete. Uh, everything that we do in practice, competition, and uh, these guys are just competitors by nature, and uh, they truly feel that you know when we went to the conference tournament last year, we were able to win it. You know, going to those games, we felt like when we're playing the right way, that we can beat anybody in the MAC. We went to the NCAA tournament. You know, even that team, uh, that Arizona team, has what three current NBA players, right? You know, we felt that, you know, we knew that we could compete and we felt like we can win the game, man. You know, that has carried on. After that game, we went to Kentucky to win the game, not just to be happy to make it to the, the second game, you know. Mm-hmm. So all season, you know, every time we went out this year, we were thinking, you know, we're here to win the game, not just compete, not just enjoy the experience. Like We, we were here to win and, uh, I think that's helped the guys a lot because, you know, you don't go in and saying, oh, let's just give it our best shot and see what happens. Now we're going into knowing that, you know, if we do what we're supposed to do, we can win this game. Absolutely, man. Uh, Herm Edwards, you, you play to win the game. And I think that right. um, when you what, – what happens in the tournament, you know, when, when people talk about the anatomy of an upset, what you'll have is that you may have a team that – you know, they'll hang around for maybe 10, 15 minutes, and then they st- kind of start to build that confidence and, and say, well, you know, uh, we we may be able to beat these guys, but, you, but you're but you saying, hey, uh, when the ball goes up in the air for the tip, you're thinking you can win, and, and you and you guys, uh, your play reflects that, man. I think that's 
Um, again, it's, it's just, uh, it, it speaks well of, uh, of the character of the team, but also it just speaks to the, as you mentioned before, uh, the, the competitive nature of this team, man. I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm really impressed. I uh, had a chance to see a game. I want to say you guys were playing Kent state. And, uh, matter of fact, I, I hit you up and I, I got to share this with my listener audience. Um, guys got an, and one, I'm talking about the bench just erupted guys are pumping their fists. And let me get, tell you, tell y'all Jamie ice cold quarrels, man. I was just sitting there just, Hey man. We still got some time left to play in this game, man. Uh, talk about that, just kind of being even killed, man. Because I know for me, like, when they start pumping their fists, I kind of almost got up out of, out of my seat, on the, and I'm on the couch, you know what I mean? And you just right there in the mix, just cooling. What Where does that come from, man? Uh, I think it's, it's just a lot of, you know, my demeanor, man, and, and kind of who I am as a person. You know, <laughs> you know, I get excited and get riled, but... I think it adds a little uh, extra dynamic to our staff, uh, and you know I'm, I'm more the even kill one. And boom, I'm thinking, oh, that was a great play. All right, what, what should we call next? What should we go to next? What matchup should we go to? And I, you know, I, I, I kind of move on to the next play, and but I, I take time to to enjoy it because I know you know winning is hard to do. Yeah. And uh, so it's it just it's funny you say that because a lot of people tell me that, and they tell me I need to stop chewing gum. <laughs> i always when i think uh, go ahead <laughs> no go ahead no i was i was gonna say man i um just that your demeanor i the the um one instant that comes in mind when because i'm i mean if, if people know who, who know me like no i'm a huge basketball fan and i just think about just things just kind of in a historical reference and some i've some downright quirky memories but i distinctly remember uh reggie miller made the uh-huh. shot over jo- over jordan uh, when they played that seven game series, I think that was I think that was ninety eight, and uh, Larry Bird was their coach, and of course Reggie knocked the, knocked that shot down. He looked pushed Jordan, knocked the three down. You know he's doing the pirouettes, and and Larry Bird's just like next play, and so that that and that um that definitely made me um made me think about you in that instance. Want to shift gears, man, because I know you know you gotta you'll always have a place in your heart, obviously for uh, a look, no matter what they name the school grew Augusta state, uh, Augusta university is in its current uh, incarnation is Augusta university down 21 points with eight minutes left uh, against rival USC Aiken on Sunday night, found a way to win in overtime. Jamie Quarles, when you got the news or were, were you keeping up, were you keeping up with it live or kind of take me through how you got uh, found out about that big win, 93, 89. Oh, it's funny, man. We we were preparing for our selection show party, and it was at a local restaurant. And so, you know, I didn't want to be rude and, and pull the actual video up. And uh, so I was talking to a former teammate of mine, Demetrius Howard, and he's kind of giving me the play-by-play. And <laughs> we're down 21 at this point. I think he said it was like 11.50 left. Okay. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, Aiken has an unbelievable program and, you know, great institution and all that stuff. Like, we didn't want to, I didn't want us to lose Aiken. Like, that, you know, that's just a rivalry. The, it's like the Duke, our version of Duke, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want it to end to, to Aiken. And those seniors were a group, great group of guys that I have a, had a chance to be a part of their career. You know, I didn't want them to go out losing to Aiken, man. And all of a sudden, you know, we're shaking a few hands, getting set up. And I get another text saying, hey, man, we're down 12. We're down nine. And now it's a one-possession game, and it's tied. I'm like, what? <laughs> so they call our name. You know, we, we celebrate, and uh, we actually go back into a meeting room, and I'm able to pull overtime up and watch it. And, you know, I'm sitting there, and, hey, Coach, what are you watching? 
yo, my, the home team, they're in overtime. They, they were down 21. And next thing you know, by the time the horn went off, I had five or six people standing around me watching the game. So uh, I'll be excited. I'll be excited for a dip, man. Excited for the seniors. And, uh, you know, not a better place, better time, to better opponent to get a win like that over than Aiken. And, you know, I, I'll be excited once we land in Tulsa tomorrow and get settled in the hotel. I'll definitely be tuned in watching the Jags buy for a region championship game. I tell you, and I mean, you've, look, you've, you've been on, on the cusp, you know, when you talk about the, because in Division Two, the standard is, you know, if you can make it to the Elite Eight, that's, hey, we made it to the Elite Eight. But, man, you've been, you know, in, in, in the title game, man. But that's just. I, I really hope people understand, like Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. you're talking about guys who love the game. And I just even when you talk about, hey, you're watching this game and, you know, maybe some of the team came around and they don't, you know, they may not be aware of, you know, the Augusta Jaguars. But it's just, hey, there's a good game on. We're going to sit up here. We're going to watch it. Our, you know, our, our, um, our coaches investing in it, man. I just that's just a really cool scene, man, to, to really think about. But, man, they're going to play a really good Queens team here. How you feel about that matchup? It's going to be a good one, man. Queens is really good. Uh, I remember when Daniel Carr was senior high school and uh, won a state championship in football, an unbelievable athlete, even better person. Uh, a good buddy of mine uh, is the associate head coach at Queens. Okay. And, uh, you know, we, so we've been doing a little trash talking here the last <laughs> couple hours. And uh, it, it's going to be exciting, man. I, I talked to Dip this morning. Uh, we talk once or twice a week. It's about some basketball stuff, what's kind of going on in Augusta, what's going on here. And and, and I'm excited for him, man. He's excited. He thought at one point during the game uh, he'd be doing lawn work today. <laughs> he, he, he thought it, you know, that it was going to be tough for him to, to, to come back. He just wanted to finish the game strong. And he played the region championship game, man. And I'm excited for him. And I know a, a, a large following of fans are going to be in Charlotte rooting them on. I'll be there in spirit. Man, I tell you what, man, because I, I mean, Augusta's been on both sides of that. I um, that's been a long time coming for for you and Dip, man. Because um, I mean, like you say, twenty one down. That I mean, at any point in the game, you're like, oh my god. But I mean, they they turned it around, man. Credit credit to uh to Augusta to Dip to the whole group, man. It's just good times, man. Good times. Very excited. I um. Yeah, I'm excited for him. I if I and I'll just do this, man, because I um. You always have great advice, man, just for, you know, younger players who may be listening in. And, I mean, look, young players, young coaches, man, if if there's anything on your mind, man, that you may want to impart to somebody maybe who maybe the game hasn't been so kind to them, man, it may be a coach who just maybe feels like they're kind of stuck in the mud, maybe a player who just, you know, maybe is in a rut. What's your advice to maybe, you know, trying to help them get out of that? Uh, man, just keep pushing. Like, I, I, that's the – and people, it may sound cliche, but – I've been sharing that with a lot of, you know, my friends and, uh, you know, younger guys that are just kind of finishing school that want to get into coaching or thinking about coaching. And even some friends that, that aren't in the coaching world, you know, they're, they're just waiting on opportunity in their chosen field or whatnot. And, and I, I, you know, I tell them the same thing. Uh, when, when you enjoy what you're doing, you know, it's, it doesn't feel like work. And, man, uh like, I was the richest guy in the world when I was assistant coach at Augusta State. Like, that was my alma mater. I was home. I w- wasn't making an awful lot of money, but I was happy. You know, the bills were getting paid. Uh, I really enjoyed what I did and who I had a chance to do it with and the kids that I worked with. And I was happy, man. And, 
And, you know, ultimately I, I wanted to be a head coach. I wanted to, to get a chance to move up to a higher level. And uh, I, I changed my mindset to just being ready when the opportunity presented itself instead of stressing out about getting the opportunity. And, uh, you know, I, I tell I tell people all the time, like, you can really do whatever you want to do. Just when, when that opportunity comes, you need to make sure you're ready for it because it, it may not come around again. And, and uh, by God's grace, the, the, this opportunity came about. And, uh, and when, a month into the job, you know, I felt deep down in my heart that I could say that, you know, I was ready and I was prepared for this opportunity. And uh, I'm trying to make the best of it, man. I'm, I'm trying to make the best of it. And, and I tell the, the young guys that I talk to on a daily basis that, because I, I always make it a habit to, to keep up, you know, with people and and because that's what everybody's done for me. And the the people that were all kind of too busy that, that didn't get back to me, it, it makes me want to make sure that even more, if someone reaches out to me, that I, I'm sure to get back to them to at least give some kind of advice or some kind of tidbit or something to work on because that's what helped. I, I wouldn't be here without the help of everyone else. I tell you, man, I, it's two words I would use to describe you. Uh, the first is relentless. And I would actually tie the relentless part uh, with the second word. And I think it just defines you more than anything else, man. It's just an optimist. You're a relentless optimist, man. Uh, and, and you and you give what you get, man. And I just feel like you get it. You give a lot of good energy, man, and you get that in return. It's, it's reflected in everything you do, uh, your social media, like I said, just how you talk to people and obviously, you know, how your coaching career has gone, man. Uh, we were talking before the, the show and you were used the word winner, but man, I, I would say the same thing about you, man. And it's just like I say, you've had a had an opportunity. It seems like as far as I can tell, every team you, you've always been on, every team you've ever been on, those teams, I mean, they've been winners, man. And at some point, you got to say, hey, man, it's less less coincidence and it's more providence, man. So with that in mind, man, just thank the world of you, man. Wish you all the best, obviously, uh, on Friday, whomever you play. And uh, look, uh, look, if you if you want to fill your bracket out right, man, you may want to go ahead and, and pencil these. <laughs> look, no pressure, man, no pressure. But I, look, man, we love you here, man. Wish you all the best, Jamie. Hey, Ken, I appreciate you, man. All right. So the episode just ended and you're mad. M.A.D. making a difference, but you're also mad. Because the episode is over. But here's the deal. The movement continues. It continues on social media and far beyond. Social media, Facebook, Twitter. You can go to Facebook.com backslash making M-A-K-I-N a difference show. And you can keep up with social commentaries. You can also know when the podcasts are coming out. You can also know when our video laws are coming out. And that's the way you can keep up with that. It's Facebook.com backslash making a difference show. You can also keep up with us on Twitter. My Twitter handle is difference making that's d-i-f-f-e-r-e-n-c-e making m-a-k-i-n if you want to follow the soundcloud podcast you can do so by going to soundcloud.com backslash making a difference if you're interested in advertising with making a difference you can shoot an email to making m-a-k-i-n a difference show at gmail.com that's making a difference show at gmail.com thank you so much for your support i love you guys peace and god bless the revolution will not be televised you see, a lot of times people see, 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 see battles and skirmishes on TV and they say, aha, the revolution is being televised. Nah, the results of the revolution are being televised. The first revolution is when you change your mind about how you look at things and see that there might be another way to look at it that you have not been shown. What you see later on is the results of that, but the revolution, that change that takes place 
will not be televised. 